Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly, she is Brad. It is a Wednesday morning. It is Shelly's favorite day because it's hump day, right? Hump day. Exactly, hump day. Yeah. I wonder what that camel's name was. (laughs) I don't think he... (laughs) And the guy, co- you know how many years old that is now? I mean, you still remember that. Yeah, I that. do, actually. I think that's like five years old that that commercial ran. And it still ran. sticks with you. Yeah. It's kind of like Palmolive, the, you know, when you sit there and you dip your hands in Palmolive and it's supposed to be good for your skin and your hands. Yeah, and you still you still, uh, you still think about Madge, right? I do. Yeah. And you know who else I think about is Mr. Whipple. Mr. Whipple. Well, they, <laughs> they took Mr. Whipple off because of the fact that nobody can find toilet paper anymore. They don't need to advertise for it. It just disappears. He hasn't been on in years. Can, can, can I ask you that? Have, have you? Bears. It, ew. It, I, haven't, I haven't gone to the, to the uh, any of the places to find toilet paper yet because I have something new that I, I had a tree cut down and I'm using tree bark now. But... Uh, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> hey, you're a you're you're a man when you use tree bark. You know, no, yes, you are. <laughs> no, no, no wimpiness. But no, seriously, have you shopped for toilet paper yet? And if so, is it is it back? I haven't noticed. I, I've just well, I don't shop for groceries. Yeah. my husband does that. But yeah. um, they are back. All the COVID toilet paper is gone. Do you know what COVID toilet paper is? That was the cheap junk. One ply of industrial. Right, it was the cheap junk. What is it? Six hundred grit. <laughs> right, and it was and it was it was forty two dollars a roll. Right, wasn't that what it was? Yeah. Something like that. It was a little price gouging. Going <laughs> it was on. like holy cow, you know, like uh, see now I, there's the story that I, I will tell. I think I've told you the story one time off the air, but years ago. My family, and I don't want to make this turn into like an Archie Bunker kind of thing, because if you remember, there was a whole, uh, there was a whole uh, All in the Family episode from years and years and years and years ago, where Archie Bunker, Archie Bunker and Meathead, who was his son-in-law, if you remember that, uh, had an, a whole a series or whole, you know, yeah, a whole episode argument of when you put the toilet paper on the roll. Does it, it go over or, under? over or under? They had the whole thing like that. Okay, <laughs> and I can't remember which angle he had, but they my, also had one about what what you do what, or what you wear when there's a fire. What happened to your microphone? Sounds like you're in a in a hole now. I uh, sat down. I'm sorry. Okay, much better. Um, okay, so Shelly, these things what? they call microphones. Um, <laughs> you're supposed to put them in front of your face. And not like next to your ear or on top of your head or, you know, in your pants pocket or anything like that. They're supposed to be sort of in front of you because there's this crazy thing they do that like their sound waves kind of come out of your mouth and your microphone takes those sound waves and turns it into electrical impulses. And then it goes on the radio. But if you put the microphone like over here and you know what, this still drives me batty. When I hear these other guys on the radio stations, a lot of them were still broadcasting from home, and they sound like they're they're in a in a you know like in their shower in the bathroom. It's like, dude, get a microphone, get about six inches away from it. Don't don't get in a, a room that's like got like super bad acoustics. You know, go in your closet or something like that. It's like you know this that's is what I do. Well, anyway, so so anyway, my my toilet paper story. Okay, my family. Uh, refused to put new toilet paper on the roll. You know, if you went in there, there was no. It was always like the roll was empty, and there was a new roll on the floor and stuff like that. So, not gonna lie, I'm kind of guilty of that myself. I probably the maddest my wife 
had ever gotten at me because I used them at the office. I bought one of those, not a single, but one of those double roll jumbo dispensers so that when one rolls out, you push a little lever and the other roll is now online. You know what I'm saying? And and each roll was like, I don't know, 42,000 feet long. And I put that in the bathroom. And she came home one day and went in the bathroom and just went ballistic. At the at, at your house, at your home. Oh, yeah, in the bathroom. I, I can't downstairs. say that I don't blame her. <laughs> well, Good job, it, Vicky. It solved the problem, though. The problem was that, you know, that now it to the point where with, with the two super roll toilet paper rolls in there. Now, here's the crazy thing, okay? I did this, I don't know, 20 years ago? 25 years ago? She still remembers it, doesn't she? Oh, but here's the thing. <laughs> now, one of the things is they're now making those 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 rolls, single jumbo roll dispensers for home use. Hey, don't don't change toilet paper that often. Buy the new, you know, you know, XYZ home super roll dispenser. And now it's like, oh, well, you know, well, I don't Yeah, but the toilet paper is still like 600 grit. No, 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 no. You can get they good. Don't, it's not like Cottonelle or Charmin. No, you can get good stuff. You just got to know where to get it from. You know, you don't have to get... Oh, okay. You don't have to you get... You'd be the kind of sewer on toilet paper. Well, no, no. You don't have to get an army surplus. You can get good quality... You don't you have know. to get an army surplus. Well, You're funny. You know, you don't, you don't have... You know, you can get good <laughs> toilet paper that's on those big rolls. It doesn't have to be, you know, the nasty stuff. But, you know, once again, it's to I the point where... I have never seen good toilet paper on those rolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't see it. You know, you feel it. That's the, you know... That's the whole. That's the whole day. Anyway, COVID toilet paper. You can look at it and know it's COVID toilet paper because it's kind of gray. Well, I, I guess. See, don't get me going on this because there's so many weird things with this thing. Like, okay, I on occasion I drive right by the Vijon's laboratory factory on Page. I don't know if you know who Vijon is. Vijon's a local company, and they make Germex. Okay. They and used to be. Um, they used to be. Lev, in, they used to be. In, no, they used to be in Wellston. Matter of fact, when you, if, if you were driving on, on, it was sort of interesting. If you were a Metrolink guy like me, uh, when you went through Wellston on Metrolink, the the Metrolink was was literally like you could almost reach out and touch the Vijon factory because once upon a time that's where they were and the old metro uh, the Metrolink line was an old rail line and they used uh, the rail line to deliver chemicals into the Vijon plant. Well, anyway, they moved over to Page. I guess they're, I don't know if that's Vanita Park or what that is. It's east of 170. And on two separate occasions, I have gone into the place and go, hey, I drive by here from time to time. Uh, can I just buy some Germax from you? No, sorry. You have to go to the store and get it. I go, you make it in back. I mean, and I, even to the point that I said to the one lady, I said, do you make it like in 55-gallon drums? Oh, yeah. I said, how much? She says, we can't sell it to you. She says, it, it was only sold to businesses. I said, I am a business. I have like business, you know, I have a business, you know, number and state of Missouri stuff and registration, all this kind of stuff. I'm a business. Oh, I'm sorry. We just can't sell it to people that are walking off the street. I go. And then she says, you can get it at Target. I go, I don't think I've ever seen a 55-gallon drum of anything at Target. At Sam's Club or Costco, Yeah. Back in the day, maybe there was a 55-gallon drum or something in there. But, you know, maybe of, you know, hot tamales or something like that. You know, you get, like, the thing that lasts you for, for you know, 16 years at, at, at Sam's Club. But, I, you know. Yeah, you do. I'm thinking to myself, why can't I just walk in there and why can't I buy Germex? 
And, wah, 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 but, wah. But, was that the old Lever Brothers? I don't know what that was. But but see the the the, the problem is Lever Brothers. That's what they did. Well, well, Germex is good. Okay, I like it. Germex is good, and the other yeah, one, it's the, good, and it doesn't really smell all that horrible. Right, and the the other national one is um, what's the other one? The one everybody's using, Purell. Okay, Purell. Yeah. Okay, and but yet I don't know if you've experienced this. Well, you and I have experienced this personally, where we went to one event, which will shall remain nameless. And there was, uh, you know, the guy who was like, hey, we want to, and Mr., Mr., uh, you know, uh, I work for this city, and I want, I don't care about local businesses, all I want is national businesses here. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do, and stop it. <laughs> is that the case with him or not, right? Mr., like, Mr. Economic Development, like, yeah, I'm the economic development guy. Well, hey, we're okay. a local business. We don't want to talk to you. We want to, we don't care about local businesses and, and you know we all we care about businesses if they're going to put in at least a hundred thousand square foot factory and employ a hundred people then we might be interested but up until that point we don't really care about you okay thank you um <laughs> it's six thirty-eight. no i'm not stopping so anyway remember at that event they gave us the sanitizer and yeah I, I like wet my pants with it because you know i mean it was like very it was very liquidy well but I, I would rather have that any day but than this hand sanitizer i i don't know where i was at but every time I see a hand sanitizer, I use it. This stuff was thick and slimy, like it wouldn't come off my hand slimy. Well, the 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 Ew. Un- unfortunately, the stuff I'm using right now, which I got in not a big thing, but like in a gallon type dealy, I don't know where it came from. But I have to tell you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna freak people out when I say this because people are gonna go like, I can't believe you said that. I hate popcorn. The smell of popcorn to me is like, you know, it makes me want to puke. I'll be honest with you. I've never what liked popcorn. does that have to do with hand sanitizer? This stuff smells just like popcorn. You know, you're weird on your smells with this hand sanitizer. So, everybody, here's the deal. So, my boss, Brad, takes me out to lunch and, and he looks at me and he says, I have to tell you something. I'm like, okay, this probably isn't good. And he's like, the past couple months, you've been smelling like ammonia. Well, you had some, what, what was that? I know, let me finish. What was that weird stuff you were wearing? Let me finish. So anyway, he sets me down. And I, I actually appreciate that he did this. Was that, that he patchouli? cared enough to let me know because Pat- nobody else did. Was it like patchouli or something like months. that? Wasn't it patchouli or some weird it hippie wasn't fragrance? Patchouli. Some weird stuff. It was called stuff. sanitarium. It was a, it was a <laughs> natural <Okay>. hand sanitizer. <sighs> I thought it sound, smelled lovely. So anyway, so he takes me up to lunch and he looks me, he looks at me and he's very serious. And he goes, I need to tell you something. <laughs> he says, for the past couple months, you smell like ammonia. Well, it and did. I was really taken back. I'm like, why didn't somebody tell me? And then he, I said, like, you're in pneumonia? And he's like, no, that's not really it. And so I sat there and, you know, flustered about it. And it sat, sat there and ran in my mind. And all I heard was him going, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't believe that I have smelled like ammonia for two months and nobody's told me. So then I was like, that's what it is. It was my hand sanitizer. Oh, that was the world's worst stuff. Where did you get that from? I got it from a floral shop, but uh, it's a, it's made with Everclear, which uh, is well, why uh, first, you couldn't drink it because it would make you extremely ill. First problem. What? First problem. What? Everclear? Yeah. 
I didn't get that. See, I thought it smelled lovely. Oh, oh man, nasty stuff. <laughs> but nobody, and I'm I'm dousing my hands with oh, it. Nasty. I'm cleaning my steering wheel with it. Was, it it was I'm, terrible. You know, sanitizing my microphone with it, and nobody told me. No one. Okay. Except for you, Brad. So okay. thank you. It here now. I'm going to tell you something. I've never said this to you since we had this little incident. It reminded me of the smell of a kid who I went to school with who maybe took a shower or bath once every other year. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, he was um, just okay. plain stunk, you know, and, and to the point where it's like, man. That may have been something that he, he may have showered every day. No, 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 and no, that no, may, no, no, seriously. no, 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 and no, then, no, no, you could tell from his hair that, you know, I mean, you know, you could have grabbed his hair and you could have squeezed his hair real, 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 real hard and you could have, you know, Put them over the, uh, you know, over your your Mack truck, and you could have done an oil change in your Mack truck with the kid's hair. You know what I mean? And it why was just, didn't somebody tell him? Well, you know, I mean, see, now here's the interesting thing. Back then, you know, it was no big deal. Now, see, here's the thing, and and I have to tell you, before I had this infamous lunch with Shelley, where I told her about her her stinky hand sanitizer, I had to call the company attorney. I had to call the company HR person. I had to uh, call the ACLU, and I had to call a couple other different companies because of the fact that I didn't want to violate any rules of, like, you know, you can't say, like, well, I don't like the way you're dressed, or, or you know, you don't look pretty enough, or you don't look, you know, if you're you a man. You look at me like that. I'm, well, like a, well, I'm like a dude. No, 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 no. But you're missing what I'm saying <laughs> is that I didn't want you to file a lawsuit against me because of the fact that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. You can't say things like that. Because I'm anymore. extremely litigious. Oh, I took that. When I was still working for one of the big companies, I took that, that, that course about, like, now, if a woman comes into the room and she's wearing. It's called sensitivity training. Yeah, Brad. sensitivity training. And she's wearing a bikini and eight-inch stilettos, you can't make any comment about how she's dressed. And if the woman comes in the room and she's wearing a bridal veil and she has a train that's uh, behind her that's 42 feet long, uh, you can't make any comments about her because that will be construed as sexual harassment. Everything is construed as sexual <laughs> harassment. You, you know, sexual harassment started, well, it, well it's been going on well, for it's gotten you know, to decades, the point where you read some of these stories and it's like, but okay. when they, but it was like in the 90s when it really became big. Okay, there, there's, a, there's an article this morning about about how there's a big controversy. I don't know, and you know, like about you know things people say. There's a big controversy about some guy, one of these protesters, who was arrested at one of the protests, and that then he was released. Sort of like the deal, uh, and he had a court date, and he didn't show up for the court date. I think this is the the situation. He didn't show up for the court date, so they issued the infamous FTA, the failure failure to appear warrant. And he wasn't in that county. He was in the next county over. And the police went and sought him out to pick him up on this warrant because, oh, he, I don't, he, he can't understand why they would come get him. Why? Because on social media, he said he was going to saw the cop, cop's heads off with a handsaw. And of course, you know, the, and then people are going like, well, you can't, you can't arrest him just because he said he was going to saw the cop's heads off with a handsaw. You know, you, he, and the chief of police who arrested him said, hey, he had a warrant out for his arrest. We went and we picked him up. And, and the people are going like, well, you shouldn't have gone and done that. If he got, if he got pulled over in a traffic stop, that's okay. But you sought him out on an open warrant. Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. And the chief says once again, 
yes, on social media, he said he was going to chop our heads off with a handsaw. Now, think about that for a minute. The way social media is now, if you say, like, if you put something on social media about, like, you know, hey, I'd like to go pull that guy's hair out, you know, oh, my God, you're banned. You know what I mean? You get, you know, you get thrown off of Twitter. You get thrown off of off of, of Facebook. You really do. The, the defecation contacts the rotary oscillator, and you are busted, right. So, but now they're saying, oh, it's okay for this guy to go on. I mean, of course, he's got an active warrant out for him, and, the, and they're saying, well, you went and arrested him because he put that on Facebook. And I'm thinking, okay, let's substitute the word police for president, okay? Then it wouldn't have been the police. It would have been the Secret Service that would paid him a visit. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't say stuff like that. You can't. You know, no. I mean, you know, if you, if you go, I don't care what you do. If you stand on the side of the road with a sign saying, you know, Trump, you know, Trump needs to be, you know, run over by a truck, you know, the Secret Service people are going to come visit because it's against the law to threaten the President of the United States. You may hate the guy, you know, you may not like Mr. Trump, but yet it's the President, and we talked about this months before, I haven't talked about it much, is my what my dad taught me in the military, you know what he said, you respect the rank, not the person. You know, you may be a captain, uh, and your major above, you may be an absolute positive jerk, but when he tells you something to do, you say, yes, sir, and you do it. You don't say, well, you're a jerk. Don't I'm you wish I was it. like that? Well, <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're the general and I'm the private. That's the way our, our army works right now. Hey, we got to take a break. It is 646. <laughs> 107.1. It is BS in the morning. 653 on a, oh, no, no, excuse me, 655. I read the clock wrong. Isn't that terrible? You know, can, can, can I tell you something? A clock that's precise yeah. to the nth. To the millisecond. Yeah, Mike Elam would be disappointed. Yeah, Mike Elam would be most disappointed with me. I can remember. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this radio thing long enough to remember when there was a big controversy with how you gave the time. And and for a while, we did it both ways. Now, I know some people are going to be going like, what's he talking about? The time both ways. You know what I'm talking about? No. Well, oh, you mean military time and Central Standard Time? No, no. Now we just say, hey, it's like, you know, 6.56. But back in the day, you'd say four minutes till seven o'clock or 56 minutes after the hour of six. You didn't do it like digitally. And the reason... That's kind of verbose. Well, the reason being is that back then people were still using clocks with hands on them with, you know, that moved around. And when you looked at it, you'd say quarter past six now when's the last what time was you, that a quarter 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 pa- past six quarter i didn't say quarter i said quarter you said quarter quarter q u a you do that far quarter it's not quarter it's quarter okay quarter past six okay <laughs> which meant what is what is quarter past six mean Six fifteen. okay and if you said half past six what would that mean Six thirty. okay so now you don't say that. You say it's 6.15 or it's 6.30. Or, you know, you don't say 10 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. And you're right. It's like, okay. So it's like three minutes to 7. Yes, you'd say it's three minutes before 7 o'clock. Right now you'd say it's, you wouldn't say 6.57 back in the day. So we used to give the time. And this was our, like, this was our, our fearless leader that came up with this. He said, well, let's give it both ways. So we would be on the air. We'd go like, hey, it's 6.57. That's, or we'd say like, hey, it's three minutes before 7 o'clock. Hey, that's 6.57. And that's the way we do the time. 
Isn't that goofy? Okay. I mean, but, but it is goofy. But, but so I guess everything changes, doesn't it? Nothing. Well, nothing is. Nothing is like stationary. Everything is fluid. I can remember back in the day. Way back when. Oh man, long time ago when I first, you know, I first moved into my apartment as a as a college kid, you know, and uh, living by myself, and I had a little bit of money. And I went to, I can't even remember the name of the electronics store. It might have been CMC back in the day or something like that. And I wanted to get a nice clock radio. Always wanted a clock radio. Never had a clock radio. Ever wanted a nice clock radio. And I went to whatever this store was. And they had the coolest Sony clock radio with a bright red digital display. And the digits were about, you know, three quarters of an inch tall. And I fell in love. I thought, oh, that's so cool. And it was like 200 bucks. You know, nowadays, Did it project little things on your ceiling. No, I had one like happy little unicorns. Oh, no, and no, stuff? no. I had one of those clocks as well too, which was actually not that expensive. <laughs> of course, you did. No, it 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 projected the the time on the ceiling. So when I'd lay down in bed, I just look up the ceiling and tell what time it was. You know, that had to be irritating. No, it was wonderful. I loved it. Yeah, and and then when it was started, sort of cool, and then it had a thing where you you uh, you know you tapped it into your cell phone, and if someone called, it actually projected their picture on on the ceiling. So if I was asleep, no, and, it didn't and, stop it. And I was no. laying there asleep. Yes, I was, laying, I was laying there asleep. One doink, I could, doink. I'd see Shelly's picture show up on the ceiling, and I go, Oh God, I must be having a nightmare. Oh. <laughs> it is a nightmare. That woman oh, is everywhere. Oh, I can't get away from oh. her. And 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 then and then what was really cool is is I could look up at the ceiling and I could, and see, this is the thing. I mean, this is a really sophisticated device. If I blinked twice, it would start my car. It's funny that you say that because, so we have a story and a half house. And so I was on the middle level and um, I had left all the lights on where I've put my office up in the loft. Well, stop, 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 stop for a minute. We got to talk about this next hour. Story, Story and a half. And you said you're on the middle level. Think about that. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. No. Okay. If you have a three-story house, you have. I thought the, we were going to talk about this later. Oh, we will. We'll talk about. It, but think about this. If you have a three-story house, it has a top floor, a bottom floor, and a middle and a lower floor, level and a middle floor. So you said you have a story and a half house, and you're on the middle level. See, it doesn't make with any, the lower level. It doesn't make any so sense. The lower level is the bottom floor, <laughs> and the main level is. The middle level. That's like that's like the the argument that I've had with people in the past. If you're driving along and you say, "Hey, is there a gas station?" and they go, "Yeah, it's this exit," and I go, "Oh, this exit or the next exit?" Oh, no, 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 you you know, next exit, not this exit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Okay, we'll take a break. Seven Westplex 107.1. You know, that's a perfect example. That song is a perfect example of how screwed up I am. Why? I would rather listen to Britney Spears all day long than like uh, Led Zeppelin or, you know, any like the modern rock groups. I just have always liked pop music. I mean, just one of those things. I remember you have. I actually have a, uh, an air check of you um, about Sheena Easton. You were having a bad day and you turned on Sheena Easton. I'm telling you. Um, my Baby Takes the Morning Train. One of my favorite songs. I know. That's what you said. Actually, one of my favorite then. all-time like, this songs. This is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Now, it really turned my day around. Every time I hear now, every time I hear a Britney Spears song like that one, what a great song that's Genie Bottle. It's what like 2000, 2001, something like that. 
it all remi- always reminds me of this sort of bizarre, weird story involving Ed O'Neill. Have you ever heard this story before? You know who, I have not. You know who Ed O'Neill is? I do not. Ed O'Neill is the guy who used to be the husband in Married with Children. You know, remember that show? And now if you go back and watch that show, it's so politically incorrect. I just don't even know. I mean, I can't even believe they can run that in reruns anymore because he just goes after everybody. And if you know the story behind the show, he's like sort of a loser kind of guy. And uh, he works as a shoe salesman. And one of the recurring bits is he always has these, shall we say, large ladies who come into his store and he always voluptuous uh well i don't know about whatever uh they're that's what you meant they're they're um what what's rubenesque women who come into his store and the running joke is they always want like a size three and you know and he's like trying to you know cram this little foot on these you know these little shoes on these on his lady's feet and he makes comments about i mean really you know like nowadays like like you can't say that. So no, you you are absolutely correct. Okay. You can't. So he's flying, and this I don't know. This happened three, four years ago, something like that. He's flying, and he's sitting in an airport lounge. You know, like you know, like we all do. He's flying, you know, regular plane, not flying, you know, private. And he's sitting in an airport lounge, waiting for the plane. You know, outside the gate, just sitting around like we all do. And a woman comes up to him and says. Mr. O'Neill, I've been a huge fan of yours for years. And she's like overly polite and, 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 you know, and she compliments, well, I think I saw you in so-and-so and I saw you in so-and-so and, oh my God, you are such an incredible, and now he's like the big star of Modern Family, you know, and I think you do such an incredible job on that Modern Family show. And she's just like, you know, being super nice to him and complimentary of him. And she said, you know what, you would make my day if I could do a selfie with you. And he goes, yeah, okay, whatever. So she like sits on the, 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 the like arm of the chair in the airport. And it you can, breaks. No, 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 no. You can find, oh, okay, and you can, that would be kind of embarrassing. No, you can find this picture. You can go on the internet and find it. It's right there. And she sits on the arm of the chair. He's sitting in and, and, and he, he, she leans in, puts her arm around him and he's got a look on his face like, what's this gal bothering me? You know, leave me alone. I don't, I don't care. You know, okay, I'll take a selfie with her. You know, it has that look in his face, right? So he gets on the plane like a good little doobie. He puts his phone in airplane mode and flies, I don't know, wherever, a couple hours, gets off the plane, takes his phone out of airport mode, and his phone blows up. There's 20 phone calls. There's... 30 different text messages and he's going what is this and he starts looking at him and people are saying like you know friends of his going oh my god that selfie is so of you and britney spears is so cool it was britney spears and he had oh how funny and he had no idea who she was now think about that for a minute of the two stars who's the biggest star in most people's book Britney Spears. Nowadays, it's Britney Spears. Right. Well, even, you know, I mean, like 20 years ago, for sure, it would be. She was like hotter than a firecracker 20 years ago. She's still extremely popular. And, you know, and she's all over, you know, social media. And I don't think she's doing her thing in Las Vegas anymore or not. Well, she's been in the news because we talked about that a couple weeks ago because her father still has that conservatorship of her where essentially he runs her life. He takes care of her medical situation because... You know, supposedly she's, and I've heard Dr. Drew talk about this, that he has 
some firsthand knowledge, which he can't necessarily reveal. But apparently, he said that in California, and the conservatorship is in California, in California, it's extremely difficult to get a conservatorship where that's like a person, usually like a mother or father, um, you know, and you're, you, you usually, the court essentially says you are in, like, you're like a guardian of that person, even though that person is of legal age, they're over 18 or 21 or whatever the state emancipation, uh, you know, age is, that they're over that particular, you know, age and they still have issues that they can't control their money or they're, they, they do things that could endanger their health. And so, but also, so anyway, he had no idea it was Britney Spears. So, so, and, and, and think about that for a minute, you know, and, and what's funny is when you look at the picture, she's like, 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 you know, oh my God, it's just, I'm, I'm with Ed O'Neill. And, you know, when you think about that, it's like stars, like somebody like Brad Pitt. Okay. Everybody wants to get their picture taken with Brad Pitt. But the question, if I had the chance to interview Brad Pitt and it probably would never happen. The question I would ask him is Brad who would you like to have your picture taken with that you would be proud to be able to put that on your Facebook page or Instagram or whatever of like, hey, I got my picture taken with blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I mean, it would yeah, be... Don't you would you? have said Shelly and Brad. BS in the morning. <laughs> I don't think so. You might have said Shelly. I listen to your he, stream yeah, every day. Yeah, he wouldn't, have said, he wouldn't have said Brad. He might have said Shelly. But you know what I mean? It's like how things are relative like that. And, and, and you always wonder, like, for example... You know, like you and I, if if you and I, uh, you know, we're like sort of schlubs, you know what I mean? We just have this crappy little radio sh- show on this crappy little radio station, you know, that, you know, if you get 20 feet from the transmitter, you have to, you know, uh, t- tilt your ear a little bit and put a piece of tinfoil on the antenna of your car to pick it up. Um, you know, I mean, like we're nobodies, right? But yet it always amazes me that like if I was a somebody, like let's say I was like uh, uh, James Corden. Okay, he's sort of a big deal right now. Everybody knows who he's. He's well liked and does the karaoke car karaoke. He's the guy on, you know, the English guy on late night TV. He's the guy that does all the karaoke car things, you know, where they drive around and they sing. You know, he has all the stars sing with him and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about? I don't watch TV. Okay. Well, anyway, he's like sort of a big deal right now. And our our if you pick like one of the big stars, like you know, like pick one, you know, like a Brad Pitt or somebody like that. Okay. I think it would be fascinating to find out who they would like to meet. But the point I'm making is that there's no way I could ever contact Brad Pitt. But if I were like a big deal, you know, like myself, which I never will be, but if like, let's say I were, let's say I was a big national, you know, a TV star, I could say to somebody, hey, I'd like to talk to Brad Pitt. And somebody would, you know, my agent or somebody would contact his agent. And then maybe one day my phone would ring and. And hey, Brad, this is Brad Pitt. Hey, we got the same name. Hey, I heard you wanted to talk to me. But yet me as like Joe Schlub, which I am, there's no way I could ever get a hold of the guy. Although it is interesting because I have done this before where and I won't say who I did it with, but I've done it twice where people that I thought were going to be totally inaccessible, I found the number for them and I called it. And it was their cell phone, and they answered and talked to me. I actually think that I could be your, you know, Brad Pitt's got people. You have people. You have me. Do you really want me to try to get a hold of Brad Pitt for you? No, not really. I mean, but I just use it as an example. I mean, no, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Who would you want to get a hold of? Well, I mean, like, think about it for a minute, okay? There was a time when you go back, you know, I, I told the story about Mark Cuban, you know? 
I had an appointment back like in 98 or 99. I had an appointment to go down and visit Mark Cuban on a business deal, okay? And, and quite honestly, what he was pushing, I thought was sort of a scam. And, I, and, and, and to the point where I was working with a company at the time, and I told the, the, you know, the CEO of the company that I had this appointment with, and Mark, and he even said, eh, I don't know, you might want to watch out for that guy. That's what he said to me. And so Who said that? The owner of this company that I was okay. associated with. And the owner of this company was a big deal. I mean, he was a big deal. He was a heavyweight. And he warned me about Mark Cuban. He said, I've sp- I've, Mark Cuban's been in my office before. I think what he's doing, I, I think there's some issues there. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if, if I like. And that was at the time he was running this company called Broadcast.com, which is where he made his billions of dollars. And it wasn't much of a company. And it was one of these crazy. And you know what? I'm not saying anything bad about Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's a sharp, sharp guy. Excellent he businessman. He's, he's no dummy, okay? But yet, he had a company called Broadcast.com. And I've told you this story before. And I've told other people this story before. And some people don't believe me. Broadcast.com was not that big of a deal. And essentially, it was a company aimed at radio people. He was, you know, he, back in the 90s, he was, you know, hey, I can stream your radio station. Well, the only problem was back then, you know, you, you, know, you could have streamed our radio station, but nobody could listen to it because nobody had enough bandwidth to listen to streaming audio. I mean, that was back when, you know, you know you'd get your dial-up modem, you know, you've got mail, you know, you know what I mean, like the dial-up modem deals. And if you had like a Zoom modem back then, or if you remember Zoom modems, which were like the hot modems, you'd get like 56K, okay? Now, you know, if your phone defaults... I actually remember that. If, you, if your phone default, defaults to like, you know, version one of, of the cellular system, sometimes every once in a while my phone, I'll get in an area and I'll have like one X, which means I've got like... Circa 1980 cell phone coverage, you know, I mean, like, or 80, you know, like 90, let's call it circa 1990 cell phone coverage. It just, there wasn't much data anyway. So I was supposed to have this meeting with him and I told my, you know, the guy I was working with, he wasn't my boss. Cause I was, I was, I had a joint venture with this company and I told him I was going down to meet Mark Cuban and even said to me, eh, I don't know about Mark. Eh, I think he's got sort of a scam operation there and eh, it might be a waste of your time. So after he told me that, I thought, eh, he's probably right. And I canceled the appointment. <laughs> Never listen to friends. Yeah, so I didn't go visit go Mark. Go with your gut. I didn't go visit Mark Cuban. And, and I, called his, I called his secretary. You know, Mr. Cuban's office. Yeah, as Brad Hildebrand. Hey, I got an appointment with Mark, uh, you know, Tuesday. Uh, you know what? I can't make it. Uh, something's come up. Uh, can I, uh, you know, give you buzz back and reschedule? Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you very much. Well, you know, we'll hope to hear from you. And Mark's looking forward to meeting with you. Okay, fine. I never called him back. Maybe you could call him back now. Oh, that's the and point. Say, Mark, yeah. This is Brad Hildebrand. Yeah, back, you know, remember back in the nineties right, when I had an appointment with you? Back in ninety eight or whatever it was before you sold your company, which wasn't much of a company. And to this day, and I'm telling you, if you don't believe me, you sitting out there, you Shelly, anybody sitting out there right now, they bought his company and they didn't know what to do with it and they buried it. And to this day, if you That's a shame. If you type in broadcast.com on your phone you'll get yahoo if you just and they just took they just sent you the only thing they have left of it it's just you know once again and and if, if you don't believe me right now anybody out there listening grab your phone 
Go to broad, you know, if you're on a you know desktop, type in. Broad, you sure do. You get the Yahoo. You get the Yahoo. Page. You get the Yahoo homepage. They just buried his company. They bought it for like four point two billion dollars, and they bought it with what they call unrestricted stock. Because sometimes if like you start a company and you're like a you know a share, you know, if you're like you know the CEO or something like that, you have most of the time your stock, a portion of your stock is restricted. So that you can't just one day say, well, I don't like this company anymore and sell all your stock and just walk out. And he had unrestricted stock, which meant that he could essentially cash in. You know, so I gave I think they gave him like four billion dollars, you know, in in stock. And, and like he talked about and for a while. See, you know, he was like a big deal for a while. He's not like as much anymore. But his claim to fame was he he bought the most expensive plane online. He bought like through some company, you know, but now you see these sites all the time. You see these sites like, you know, there's aircraft trader and all these sites that trade, you know, Cessnas. But, you know, some of them are like trading, you know, selling high end, you know, Gulf streams and and Learjets and things like that. But he supposedly I think it was like he bought like a Gulfstream G4 or something like that. He bought it online, sight unseen, paid for it. And I remember him telling a story about. Uh, when the Dallas Mavericks, he owns the Dallas Mavericks, when the Dallas Mavericks um, uh, won the championship, I can't remember where they were. Maybe they were in Dallas. He went to some high-end club, and there was, and he wanted to celebrate, and I think this was the story. He talked about what's the most expensive bottle of champagne or whatever it was, whatever the liquor liquor was. What's the most expensive bottle? And it was like, I think it was, I think it was like $50,000 for this bottle. And so he hands him his American Express black card and says, okay, I'll take it. And the waiter comes back and says, sir, I'm sorry, your card was declined. And he goes, what do you mean my card was declined? Because of the fact that apparently when they tried to run this through, the algorithm on, on the, the, you know, the American Express you know, site would not allow anybody to pay $50,000 for a bottle of champagne. And he talks about how he had to get on the phone with American Express and finally, oh, sorry, Mr. Cuban. We didn't realize. Oh, okay, fine. And they approved it. And it was like, I think it was like $50,000. Now, tell me, what bottle of, of anything, unless it's a bottle of gold, you know, what bottle of gold is worth $50,000? Liquid gold. What's that? Liquid gold. Well, no, no. No, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, like, for example, I, I don't drink much, but I like Amaretta, okay? Uh-huh. And if you buy the good stuff, it's like $25 a bottle, right? Yes. Do you know there's a place in St. Louis that makes it, and you can buy it for like six bucks a bottle? And I can't, that? Te- I can't tell the difference. Where is it? It's someplace. See, what's interesting is, I, I I bought this stuff before. You can buy it at certain gas stations, and it it's a very plain looking bottle, and you know, and you 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 know, it it looks is like. Is it label and it says, Amaretto. Yeah, and it says oh, no. and it says and it and it has the name of the company, and then it says bottled in St. Louis, Missouri. And Aww, some, you, did you keep that? Like, yes, this is America. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, some of oh. some of my friends who are in the alcohol business, when I've asked them about this, they look at me like, "What? 
somebody's making Amara here in St. Louis? I go, yeah, here's the bottle. Matter of fact, one person uh, that I told this to didn't believe me. And I took a picture of the bottle and sent it to him. I go, here's it, here's right here. And he looks at me, calls me he, he texts me back, I have no idea who that is. I'm going like, okay, somebody, unless, unless you know, that's just where they're headquartered and it's being made somewhere else, but somebody, at least according to, you know, the, the label on the bottle, they're making Amaretta here in St. Louis. And if you know the whole deal, Amaretta is made from, what is it, apricots or something like that. And, it's, and, and the good stuff's made in Italy and they import it in the United States and it's real expensive and comes in the fancy bottle and blah, 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 blah. And here you can buy the same thing, you know, same amount for like six bucks. But can you go up to the place, or do you have to buy it? No, in no, stores? no. I, I've, you know what? I'm not going to say which which quickie marts it's at because they would never do any advertising with it. So I'm not going to give them free advertising. And actually, they've been somewhat nasty to me. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> but I will go within the next week when I'm by this quickie mart. I will buy you a bottle of it. And like I said, it's like six bucks. It's either it's either five ninety nine or six ninety nine. I can't remember. But still, it's like a fraction of the cost of of the good stuff, so to speak. And and once again, supposedly, it's made here in St. Louis. And I had no idea. Hmm. That's interesting. Not not to sit there and cut you off, but it's 727. Uh, who, who do you think you are? Christine Aguilera? Westplex 107.1. That's Britney Spears. 734. Good morning. I am BS and she is Shelly. Is that the way it is? Is how it goes? Is that the way we do it? Yeah, pretty much you are BS. Okay. I, we talked about this last break of the the infamous or famous incident where uh, Ed O'Neill is at an airport and a woman comes up to him and, oh, Mr. O'Neill, I love your show. And turns out it's Britney Spears. And by the way, I looked up the picture. And what's interesting about it is he has this look on his face like, I can't believe that I'm doing this. And he's sitting in like a nice chair. It has like a high arm. So when she's sitting next to him, uh, she has his arm wrapped around him, and her head is on top of his head. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And his face is about uh, inch, two inches away from her breastal area, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Her breastuses? Yes. So, and, and he's sitting there looking like, oh my God, the things I have to do, people want to have their picture with me, and then it's Britney Spears. Okay. The story gets better. Someone sent me this. this. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. After this happened, it said that Ed O'Neill was attending, uh, and I don't watch the show, but apparently he has like grandkids in the show. He was attending, according to this this article, it says he was attending his TV granddaughter's birthday party, Sarah Hyland. I guess that's one of the actresses on the show that plays her granddaughter. And they were somewhere out in public, and a young woman approached him, and she said, hi. And he said, hi. And she said, um, hey, Let's take a selfie. Do you mind? And he said, okay. So she takes a selfie and, and, and says, essentially says to him, I want to take a selfie with your phone as well, too. That way you'll have the picture. So he takes the selfie. She takes a selfie with her phone. Then she takes a selfie with his phone and she leaves. And he's like, okay, I don't really know who that was. So he texted the photo to his daughter and said, Hey, who was that that I took that selfie with? And her response was, I'm having you committed. It was Taylor Swift. (laughs) Oh, that is hilarious. (laughs) 
So he's oblivious to the, you know, to the. Clearly, he's not in the know. <laughs> right. He's not. He's not reading. You know, every single magazine in the. You know that you. You know, like it's a point where when you go, still when you go to the grocery store, if you do, and you see all the, you know, the news. I mean, she's all over the place. She's everywhere. You know what I mean? Oh, she's funny. Yeah. How funny is that? Yes. He has no idea who this is. You know, and what's funny is, like, okay, once again, on the popularity scale, if you said Taylor Swift and Ed O'Neill, probably 98% of the people who'd know Taylor Swift was, and maybe 10, 20% would know who Ed O'Neill was. Because, once again, he doesn't have that name recognition. Most of the time, if you say, I remember the dad on on, uh, Married with Children, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Or if you said, like, oh, you know, the old grumpy guy on on uh, Modern Family. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. But they wouldn't know him by name. Just when I said the name to you, you didn't know who it was. Like, I don't know. Who's that? I don't know. You know? I mean, just like the thing that, that, that cracks me up is is the, the show, the, now the one that everybody's, like, into, which I've never seen one complete episode of. But I've just seen a couple things on YouTube. Breaking Bad. Did you watch any of that? Were you a Breaking Bad person? No. Okay. Um, once again... That's the guy that played the goofy father of, uh, what show was that? Um, Malcolm in the Middle. He was the goofy father in Malcolm. that. Tiffany never watched that. He was the goofy father in Malcolm in the Middle. You know, and like it was, in, in, in the in same, you know, I mean, once again, Ed O'Neill, he was like, ha-ha, funny, funny, and married with children. And to a certain extent, he's ha-ha, funny, in, in, in Modern Family. But Ed, but this, and what's the guy's name? Brian... Whatever, um, what is it? I don't watch it. Malcolm in Malcolm in the Middle. Okay, Malcolm in the Middle, American Television, created by Fox, uh, premiered on January 9th, two thousand. Ended its six-year run. Uh, Peabody Award. Blah 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 blah. Cast: Jane Brian Cranston. That's his name, Brian Cranston. Okay, and and you know, once again, when I first heard, hey, Brian Cran, I heard when when people st- first started watching Breaking Bad, oh my God, it's so good, and Brian Cranston, I'm going, Brian Cranston, like the guy from Malcolm in the Middle, the father, oh yeah, oh he's really good in this, okay, whatever, you know, but once again, that is the so mark. Did you pull him up on YouTube and watch some of his favorite lines? On what? I know you did. On Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's like the bumbling father, you know. I mean, you know, and here once again, I've talked about this for a minute, okay? Let's go way back in the 50s and 60s. And the TV shows, father you know, knows best. The, the dudes were the smart guys, you know? You know, yeah. my three sons, you know, Fred McMurray, well, he was the he was the rock of the family. He was the guy that that he always had. You know, the kids had problems. They finally ended up talking to to dad, you know, and he was always the guy that gave him the sage advice. Yes, son, here's what I would do. And you go like, wow, you know, leave it to Beaver, you know, Ward Cleaver. You know, his dad was, a, you know, he wore a suit every day and he was a sm- smart guy. And he was always the reasoning force in the family, you know, and, and, you know, and things like that. And you go through all those shows. Now, all the guys in all the shows, they're all, they're all, you know, dip, you know, what's they're all stupid. They're all, you know, they're like, you know, like clueless, you know, go through the whole thing. Like kind of like me. So, mo- so you're saying they have a Shelly factor. No, to them. Modern family. You know, once again, Ed O'Neill plays sort of like, you know, he's married to this. You know, it all started with Raymond, right? Everybody loves Raymond. Well, but even before that, Did you, you got, see a whinier man. Well, but but see, like all of them, they the guys are like these bumbling idiots, like ooh, 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 and the women are the smart people. Now, 
maybe that's really life. You know what I mean? I mean, you know how I feel about that. You know, my motto in life is whatever a man can do, a woman can do better. Yes, and, you know, I do if, know that. If, if I go someplace and I see there's there's like a guy taking care of people and a woman taking care of pers- you know, people, like if I go in like a store, like, or, you know, I'll go for the woman every time. You know, because of the fact that, that most of the time, you know, they, they know more about it, you know? I mean, and that sound, may sound really goofy, you know, but I, I think that, that guys have been, you know, there's a, it came out not too long ago, I don't know if we even talk about this, that there's a theory that there's all sorts of things that, that male, you know, testosterone and, you know, sperm count and all that other kind of stuff is constantly decreasing. And there's this guy who says that as we, you know, evolve as evolution, you know, we used to be monkeys and we walk around on, you know, on, on our, on, pretty, you know, on, pretty on, soon your knuckles are going to start to drag. Right, right. You know, well, that, the, you know, knuckles start to drag and then you start walking on all fours that he's saying that men will become extinct. It's like, okay, <laughs> you know, but, but, but think about that for now. We've talked about no, that all the time. No, You can't, there are no, name me right now a guy who was like under 40, you know, preferably under 30, a movie star who is like sort of a, you know, in the old day, a man's man, a guy who would walk in the room and people go, whoa, watch out, he's here. Ben Affleck? Nah, well, um, sometimes. Matt, Matt Damon? Yeah, but Matt's not under 40 anymore. Matt's like getting up there. I mean, I think Ben Affleck's like, I mean. Excuse me? Matt Damon is not under 40 anymore. I think Matt's like pushing 50. No, he's not. Hold on a minute. Let me look here. I think he's like, I, I, I think he's. He is not. No, seriously. I think he's in his late 40s. Brad, I could give birth to him. He is not in his almost 50. You ready for this? Uh-huh. 49. Matthew. No way. Matthew. You just picked that up uh, out of the air. I don't wi- believe you. Wikipedia. Matthew Page. Damon, October 8th, 1970, 49, okay? And huh. I, it's right now. Here, let me let me do Ben Affleck. He's another one. I think he might be over 50. And see Ben Affleck. Uh, da, 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 ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is 48. So, okay, well, what about the... So um, you're making my point. The, the, the mermaid man. The mermaid <sighs> man. It was, he, was a hel- he was a superhero. Who's the mermaid man? I call him a mermaid man because his his persona is water. Okay, here's another one. Okay, here. Let's do Dwayne. I think Dwayne the Rock. Dwayne, yeah, he's he's in his 50s. Yeah, he's. I think he's pushing 60. He is not. No, seriously, I think he is. I think he's 56 or 57. Okay, first of all, let me just say... 56 is not pushing 60. No, but you're missing what I said. I said... No, no, no I think you're missing what I just no, no, said. No, no, no. I said, name me someone under the age of 40, you know, oh, a movie that's, star. That's what you're going to play. Under the age... Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Dwayne Ryan on basketball. No, that's not him. Uh, uh, how, here, let me just type this in. Uh, uh, how old is The Rock? How old is The Rock... 48. He's 48. American uh, See, I told you. Yeah, but but once again, you know, you're make I you see you're making my point. Okay, let's go back. Under 40 and specifically under 30. Name me somebody who is in that age group. You know, now, you'd go back 30, 40 years ago and you go like, "Oh, Sylvester Stallone." You know, you could, you know, like uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. you know, Brian, what's his name? Um um 
moonlighting. You know, Steven what I'm talking Seagal, about. Steven Seagal, Sylvester Stallone. Well, who's the moonlighting guy? Um, um, Die oh, Hard. Die oh, Hard. He, Bruce he's Willis. A, he's a Baldwin boy. Bruce Willis. Okay. No, Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruce Willis Bruce, wasn't in. Die Hard. Yeah. Bruce Willis. You know. So what? But that's not what you said. You said who was in Moonlighting? But Bruce, Moon, was Bruce Willis in Moonlighting? TV show. Yeah, there was a TV show. That's how he first came to prominence. Okay, guess how old? Get, oh, Moonlighting, the TV show. Yes, yes. Guess how old? Guess how old Bruce Willis is? He's he is probably pushing sixty. Sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 pushed sixty. He's he's on the downhill slope to seventy. You know, he's at that median point between sixty and seventy, and he's pushing seventy. Okay, so what? And that is so wrong of you to say. No, but once again, I mean, it's to the point age where age is just a figment of your mind. Uh, unless you, when you get to be my age, when you get to eighty-five, it's it's more a figment of the fact that things don't work anymore. But that's a whole other story. But <laughs> the the idea being that that Hollywood, you, because you can't because because there's this whole goofy thing now, toxic masculinity. And you know what? I I, I had I God, I hate I shouldn't say this. I had a woman then don't. Say, I had a woman say to me one day, go, Well, you know, I hate it with all these guys who are toxic masculinity. And I looked at her and I go, you know, I hate all these women who are Is that even a thing? I, I looked at her and I said, I said, I hate these women who are toxic femininity. And she goes, What are you talking about? Women can't be toxic femininity. I go, yeah, they can. <laughs> if you say no, men they really can, can if you say men can be toxic with their masculinity, I say women can be toxic with their femininity. And she's well, no, that's not possible. Only men can be toxic. Okay, whatever. You know, yeah, it's, snips and snails <laughs> and puppy dog tails. Well, you know, once again, it's like it's like and, and once you know, here's what I don't get. I you know, and this drives me nuts. I'm not the kind of person that pigeonholes people. You know what I mean? I mean to the point where it's like it's like, well, he's he, you know, he's a he's an east east coast, you know, and 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 everybody else seems to do that. And sometimes I sort of like, you know, like they all talk about like, well, you know, look at her, you know, she had this privileged upbringing. And like, okay, fine, but yet, you know, once again, she's on her own, she's doing okay for herself. You know, don't bring up the fact that that, you know, and and now the thing has to be and I heard somebody talking about this the other day. When you whenever you see something like and 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 it tends to be more of from the political standpoint of they show a woman and they say she's a single mother and and you know and living you know and, and bringing up three kids okay good for her you know but it's like a badge of honor in other words it's like if she was married and had a husband you know they wouldn't say she's married and has a husband and bringing up three kids because eh that's no big deal. But if you're a single woman and bringing up three kids, like you were a single woman for a while, Shelly, bringing up a kid, right? I mean, 11 years, yeah. Right. Okay. So, so, so was my mom so, in a time when being a single parent was not a thing. I get it. But still, the point being is that, in other words, they're saying there's, there's the subscript is like, oh, this lady is something special because if she had a stupid man around the house who would just lay around and want beer and, you know, hey, hey, honey, where's my sandwich? You know, that kind of stuff. You know, she wouldn't be where she's at today. But because she's a single woman and she works and she raises her three kids, she's a notch above other women. No, not necessarily. You know what I mean? I do. No, you don't. No, I don't. It's 748. Westplex 107.1, it is BS the morning. I'm Shelly, she's Brad. Uh, Shelly, can you believe tomorrow night the NFL season starts? I'm so excited. <laughs> You're not excited. No, I'm really not. Uh, and I believe <laughs> I care less. at last count there's uh, like 70 or 80 players who are refusing to play because of the uh, Charlie 1-9 virus. They're just saying, I'm not going to play. 
not doing it. Not going to endanger my health or my family's health a whole bit. You know, which is sort of interesting. Now, get this one. I'm not making this up, okay? You think I'm making this up? I'm not. You probably are, but okay. Okay, nobody can go to the baseball games, right? And and I'm pretty sure if you if you Google this, you will find out that I'm not making this story up. It's a true story. Okay, the umpires mainly throw people out of the game, you know, the players, the coaches, and things like that, okay? Uh-huh. One of the veteran umpires in the Major League, Joe West, who's sort of an interesting character, uh, the other day threw out the manager, the general manager, not the team manager, but the general manager, the guy who wears the suit you know, of the New York Yankees at a game at, I believe it was at Yankee Stadium, threw him out of the game. And do you know why? Why? He I'm was sorry, the, I was just hanging on your every word. Well, he was not near the field. He was like, you know, like way up in the stands. He didn't have his mask on. I see. So they threw him out of the game and in, in ordered him to leave the stadium. <laughs> I'm going really? like, yeah. And he's in the middle of nowhere. He's like, he's, and they, they, they show a picture of him. Like he's on his phone and he's like standing. Like if you can imagine if you go to Bush stadium, like, you know, if you're in the box seats, you know, you go way, 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 way back to the end of the box seats. You can sort of stand there at certain spots where you can stand and watch the game. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. He's, he's like standing there. And there's nobody within like a couple hundred feet of him, and he gets thrown out of the game. Which reminds me of yesterday came out at Mizzou, the campus. They now have a new rule that no matter where you are on campus, even if you're by yourself and you're walking in an area where there's nobody within a quarter mile of you, if you don't have your mask on and they, they identify you, you will either be suspended as a student are you will be uh, you will be treated uh, faculty member or staff you will be uh, it will go on your your employment record as not following proper health care protocol really yeah even if like okay. once once again even like whenever you're on campus and they are they are asking people to students and and faculty and staff to take pictures of the people who are on campus so they can document that a you were on campus b you don't have a mask and c they can figure out who you are and they've i think they've got a special number that you text the pictures to (laughs) is that crazy or what that's pretty intense yeah (laughs) i mean like like you know once again i don't know about you yesterday i go to one of the quickie marts as I'm walking in, I'm finishing up a phone call. I'm walking across the parking lot. I'm still nowhere near anybody. And I'm, you know, I got my mask partially on. It's like hanging by the one ear. And I'm walking up toward the door. And I'm still like maybe 30 or 40 feet away from the door. And a lady who's like 50 feet away from me, she says, Sir, put your mask on. I'm going, ma'am, I'm in the process of doing that. And I'm not close to anybody right now. And I'm out in the parking lot. You know, it's not like I'm inside the store. You know, I'm going like, Man, you got mask shamed. People, people. Well, you know, I got, I got, I got. I told you the one, the one day when I wore my my full face shield, the gal at the, yeah. po- the post office was not nice to me. Sir, you're gonna have to leave. I go, well, I'm gonna leave. Well, you don't have a face mask. I got a full face shield. Well, I'm sorry, but that's not a mask. Okay, whatever. <laughs> it's one of those things you go like. Okay. How about if I come in here? Kind of shaking your head. How about if I come in here with a trash can over my head, a trash can liner over my head, and I poke two holes in it? You know, <laughs> is that okay? You know. 
You're funny, Brad. Funny looking. Oh my goodness, it's seven fifty it's two minutes before eight o'clock. Westplex one oh seven point one, Miami Vice, and Britney Spears is in that, I think. Uh eight oh three. She was like not even existent. Eight oh three. It's BS in the morning. Oh. Shelly made a big mistake last hour, and I'm just sort of covering up for it because of the fact that she made a huge mistake and her daughter called her on it. So I'm just I'm just trying to gloss that over. Okay. So you what know. was the mistake, Brad? <laughs> it's okay. We, we're all friends here. Uh, my mistake was I it's got... It's a safe place. I got on the air this morning with you. That was my mistake. Okay. Um, body cams on police. Okay. <laughs> they talk about body cams on police and how they're helping everything. Have you seen this story down in Georgia where the, uh, the female deputy, her body cam... Um, saved her from getting in trouble with the chief of police or the sheriff she's a sheriff's deputy but she she got you know because part of her paperwork got eaten up she had it on the front seat of her squad car and you know what got chewed up why a goat got into her squad car <laughs> you know them little suckers they're they're mean <laughs> i mean they're cute and fluffy and everything <laughs> you can but um i i actually was with somebody last night that had this huge bruise, and I'm like, "What is that?" She goes, "A goat head butted me right they're, there." They're, they're, they can be nasty animals, just like geese. I mean, seriously, just like geese. You know, you see these cute little geese waddling across. Oh, I know. They're, they're, they're not. You come not close, and, and fluffy. that mama geese comes after you, wanting to bite your leg. You know. I mean, anyway, anyway, the sheriff's deputy she leaves the passenger door of her car open. I don't know what she was doing, and she turns around, and there's a goat inside of the squad car. And if you go and search it, you can find the video on it. And the goat's like eating her paperwork. He's got it in his mouth or his or her mouth you know, when she's trying to shoo the thing away. I'm going like, okay. You know, I mean, one of those things is like, I mean, have you ever had like any critters get inside your car? No. I had, a, I had years ago, I, I had a squirrel that got in my one. That's, a, that's, that's actually a, a, a thing with me is having a spider crawl across my dashboard while I'm driving. Well, you know, I mean, you being a, you know, former FAA person, I mean, one of those things that they talk about this, that sometimes you'll hear, you'll hear aircraft are grounded because someone saw like a mouse and people go, Oh, mouse, what's that? Well, what happens is guess what? The mouse mice chew on things. And sometimes they chew on insulation. Remember, I don't know if we, they really do. Yeah, we, it's, it's like catnip to them. Right. Well, but especially the newer insulation, because Remember, I, I've had I've had two people have told me the same story that they go out one morning and they're all driving relatively new cars and they go out one morning and their car won't start and they call AAA and the guy comes and tries to jump and it won't start just won't start just like does nothing you know the the dashboard comes alive and the radio comes on but you turn the key and it does nothing so they get their cars towed in and both of these people that I knew had their cars were under warranty. And the guy calls from the dealership. Uh, yeah, we find your problem, but you're not going to be happy. It's not under warranty. What do you mean it's not under warranty? Well, apparently a mouse got up underneath your engine and ate some of the Don't. wiring and, 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 and shorted out the circuit the, to the starter motor. That's why your, your, your car wouldn't start. And we're going to have to replace part of the wiring harness, and that's $1,800. And they're going, what? And the reason for this is, once again, this is the law of unintended consequences, is that we become more green. We're getting away from fossil fuel stuff. And back in the day, most of the insulation of wires was made, uh, you know, a derivative of oil. Well, now it's a lot of the companies are using uh, plant-based whatever they make the insulation out of. And the mice find it tasty. 
So, you know, if you get one in your new car underneath the dashboard or, you know, underneath the hood and he's all chomping on all your wiring, you know, I mean, sometimes they can, they can, you know, cut right through it. Or what will happen is they'll, they'll, you know, get a couple wires like in a bundle or in a, you know, a wire loom and they'll, you know, eat the insulation off and then the wires will touch and something will short out. And, you know, nowadays with computers and the cars, I mean, you know, something like that happens, you know, computer shuts the car down, won't do this, won't do that, you know, that kind of goofy thing. So anyway, if you watch this video of the, of the sheriff's deputy shooing this goat out of her car, it's sort of funny, you know, I mean, and once again, there's so much negative stuff about the police online. It's sort of nice to see something nice and light and fluffy, um, you know, just sort of like, oh, look at that, a goat's in the sheriff's car. Ha, 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 funny, funny, right? Yeah. But you know what? What? It's really sad because already, already, there's a new group that's formed. Uh-huh. GLM, have you heard of this? Who? GLM. Goats Lives Matter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they were upset with this lady because... Thought she... you were going to get me on that one, didn't you, with your little dad joke? <laughs> now, watch. Watch. I said that. Somebody's listening. I can't believe he said that. He's disrespecting Black, Black Lives Matter. Okay, whatever. You know, I mean, like, take a chill pill. I'm so over Black Lives Matter that... Well, I'm just... I'm, I mean, I'm just over it. I'm just so... I'm just... I'm over every... I don't, I don't like what they're doing to our country. And I don't know if it's Black Lives Matter or... The people that they've attached themselves to, no, but it's, it's, destroying our country is not. Shelley, once productive. again, once again, what I spent, I don't know, eight, nine, ten nights up in Ferguson, and I've heard other reporters say the same thing: that if you could, you know, make a broad sweeping general generalization of the crowd in Ferguson. Once again, this is six years ago, but yeah, you know, probably. 30 to 40% of the people there were there because they were there concerned. They were, you know, they were not happy with what happened. They felt there was a social injustice, uh, uh, you know, racial, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, judicial injustice, whatever you want to call it. Okay. That was 40% of the people. Then there was probably another 40% of the people there who were just there to stir the pot. You know what I mean? To cause trouble. Hey, we can go and protest and we can yell stuff at the police and we can throw water bottles at them and nobody's going to do anything. And then there's 20% of the people there who just wanted to party. You know what I mean? Hey, it's the riots. Let's go to Ferguson. I mean, I I went. Let's just see what's going on. I witnessed, meet myself. I I think I have pictures of this. If I go back and look at them. He did. I have have witnessed people who had portable barbecue grills set up along West Florissant. They they were were, tailgating. Yeah, they were barbecuing. And like, like, okay, so are they protesting or are they just like, hey, let's go. Let's go cook some food and watch the people riot. You they know? were going to try to feed the... They were being opportunistic. <laughs> I don't know. Because they were going to try to feed the protesters no, so they would have more that's, strength. that's not what it was. I bet they were charging they for were, that barbecue. They were just there to have a good time. That's an entrepreneur you know? right there. Well, and then there were the... Like, let's divide that down even further. And then there were the 1% that there where they would steal all the expensive equipment from the reporters. Did you know about this? No. Yeah, they would... Uh, matter of fact, I know of two guys, uh, two reporters who've told me the same story, that they got bum-rushed by three or four people, got knocked down, and they got their cameras and, and, and video equipment and, and recorders stolen. And I'm you know, so sorry for that. Well, and you know, if you if you like, if you're in the photography, if you if you're like, you know, professional, if you're doing this full time, like, you know, like you're doing stills, you're fi- you're probably you know using like a, a Nikon D5 or something like that, or a, or a Canon. What is it, Mark Mark One, Mark Three, or MD, whatever the Canon is. And you know, the bodies alone are four, five, six thousand dollars. 
And depending on what lens you have, the lens could be, you know, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000. So if you figure that somebody's going to bum rush you and steal your camera, you know, you know, body and, and lens, and it's like you got seven or $8,000 tied up in that, you know. And then what they do is they just go and they just put it on eBay or just, you know, go to a pawn store and, and you know, and, and hawk it, you know. And it's like, okay, model citizens, <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, once again, it takes all types. Okay, we're done. Um, that's it. No more. Right? It's 812, everyone. Happy hump day. It's going to be a great day. It really is. I can feel it. Right. Balls to bones. Can't and, you? Oh, and I'm all excited because tomorrow night, St. Louis Rams will be in action downtown at the Dome. I mean, we'll start <laughs> off that NFL season. <laughs> oh, you mean they're not here That's anymore? That's funny. They're not here anymore? They're gone? You know, the sad thing about it is, <laughs> was it Budweiser? I think it was Budweiser. They did like commemorative Rams beer. Yeah. And and we still have a couple of them. You mean you haven't taken them to the shooting range? No. <laughs> you haven't run over them with I your think car. The born in date, born on date is a little past. Oh, you're talking actual actual beer, right? Yeah, actual beer oh, cans. Okay, okay, okay. With product. We're done. Eight twelve. Have a great day.